It's rock and roll, Sonny. Are you opening this time or you want me to open? You're the opening guy. What are you talking about, man? This is I put it, I literally put I'm the, the whole, closers. Huh? I gave you in that audio message today the keys to the kingdom and everything in it. So there you go. Appreciate it. I found a team, we made on lane, and now they all say that we bad it, we bad it. We got more rings than Audis, I'm loudy. My team ring the heat like the Saudis. Live in the south with my family from Cali and shout out to Bay, we don't live in the valley. No, my whole crew look like it's Cali. All right, well, welcome back. What are we, episode three? Can't even put up my three fingers. It's okay. <laughs> next, next time, next time. I'll be next time, yep. Um, but today we want to dive into sex culture. Maybe that's the best way we can talk I about it. I kind of winked at the camera low key. I was like, bro. Perfect timing to wink <laughs> at the camera. But uh, just looking at culture and how it's so filled with sexual content, um, propaganda. Sexual perversion. Sexual perversion. More everything. Yes, yes, yes. But why don't we start off with something that's viral right now? Yeah. And maybe you can give us a brief little recap of it, um, and then we can, you know, riff on it for a little bit. Balenciaga. Well, I think what's funny is you can actually differentiate who knows what Balenciaga is and who doesn't because when they try it, like, oh, did you hear about that? They mispronounce it. They're like, Balenciaga, Balenciaga. Like, my mom was like, Balenciaga, like, you know what I mean? Did I say it right? You did, you're good. Just making, just making sure. Um, nah, but so, what is it? First week of December. Mm. So I think it's last week or last two weeks of November. Uh, there was some... Um, well, Balenciaga ran an ad campaign. They ran an ad campaign where they used children, probably, I'm thinking they're a little bit less than kindergarten age. It looked like they were preschool age or maybe just about hit to hit JK, you know, to me. In either sense. Whatever. Very young. They're very young. Yeah, I don't know why I riffed on that so much. But anyway, they're young kids. And um, yeah, like they, they had pictures of them. I'll throw them up in the video. Um, you know, holding teddy bears with... Um, how do I say this? Okay, yeah, just with, with just, just with, say it. Yeah, yeah just with, let with, let with, people know. They're, yeah. they're the ones who put it out there <laughs> with with media. <laughs> so, <laughs> is that on? It's not my fault. Yeah, yeah, he didn't create this. You know, we're good. <laughs> it's with uh with BDSM outfits. You know, like the leather and and lace and all, all that crap. And um, you know, their faces are blurred out, mm. which is interesting if you think about it, because usually when you have children ads, which is fine, clothing ads, their faces are not blurred out. No, you want to kind of show that it's a child. Or maybe <laughs> actually, maybe maybe I'm mistaken, and just maybe the photos that the other pages circulated, they blurred out their eyes. Maybe, face. maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I, I saw one sure. where they weren't blurred out, so. Okay, maybe that's yeah. it then. Okay, yeah. yeah. So there's that. And, um, but that wasn't the only, that, that wasn't bad enough, apparently, because they had all kinds of other props in the set on the table, because there was a table, there's a few different photos of, of the set. They had some court papers, mm. and they had some books. And the books, you know, like when you stack up a bunch of books, you can see the side, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> What's it called on the side of a book? The spine? Yes. The spine of a Where book. Where it has like the, the titles of it. Yeah, the title and the author. <laughs> yeah. The author's names are clearly visible. You don't have to, it's not like some weird thing where like, oh, if you look at, no, like, it's right there. You can see the, the spine of the, of, the, of the books. You can see the author's name and which book it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the legal documents, you can also see what's actually written on them because it's a top view angle. So you can see the actual font and, and what's actually on the document. And it's not just random papers or books. Um, there's specific papers and books. The books themselves, I'll throw it up on the screen again on the video here. They're books from uh, about two very specific topics, both sexual in nature, uh, pornographic actually. They're pornographic books um, and there's a really crazy like images associated with them and the authors too like if you google them you can see what kind of things they've done um that's number one number two is that the legal documents um i'm gonna throw it up on the screen is from some court proceeding you know in in, in this last 50 plus years uh maybe i don't know if it's the 60s or 70s or somewhere around that um that range they ruled against 
child porn in art or something along those mm. lines. Um, and that's like what the, the document is for. It's an actual um, copy of it. Um, hold on, wait a second. Uh, guys, it's Seth. I'm just making a little bit of an edit in post here because everything I said about the bill is actually wrong. My mistake, that's on me. It's actually called Ashcroft versus Free Speech Coalition. You can Google it, it comes up immediately. It was argued in 2001 and the Supreme Court passed it and decided on it in 2002. So basically it was a court case which was dealing with what can even be remotely considered kind of suggestion of child pornogra uh, pornographic themes in media. And basically one side was arguing for even more strict parameters so that anything could, that could even be remotely um, kind of seen as suggesting uh, child you know, pornographic themes should be absolutely struck down and there should be legal guards for that. Um, because in 1996 is actually when they had they had their um, kind of strict child pornography prevention act that's what it's called but um, the other side i guess free speech coalition was kind of arguing that it was way too broad and so basically the supreme court a lot of people think that this bill that you know was included in the balenciaga ad was actually against uh child pornography that's actually misinformation it was for it in a sense because the supreme court actually ruled that these parameters would be too broad um so that basically it was a loophole now where if something is like child porn suggested, for example, this Balenciaga ad with the you know bondage outfits and all this kind of stuff, because it's not overtly sexual um, in terms of like you know literally that it's not literally child porn within itself. I think that's a kind of a loophole where now they can kind of get away with it in media because it's suggestive, but it's not like totally overtly sexual. So basically, this law was a really bad thing, and they pretty much ruled in favor of child porn in a sense because of now all these loopholes that can be allowed when obviously that makes it really muddy then in terms of trying to prosecute people. So I just wanted to add that context and again, my fault. Anyway, back to the episode. So obviously like anybody else, we're questioning like, what are we doing here? Like what the hell is going on? Is it right? really like anybody else though? Because like real quick, well, how did that even get, how did they even get to that photo shoot and do it? One, how did that even pass, you know, PR and all this kind of stuff yeah. and get approved? Mm -hmm. And three, like, no offense, I'm sorry, Kim K, I'm sorry. You, you took like a week and a half to say something. It's, and apparently Kanye said he talked to her first. Yeah, and uh, Kanye is another, that's, that's, that's an that, episode. That's a different episode. That's a series, that's actually. A that's a series, yeah. That's a good one, actually. We should probably yeah. do that next. We should, uh, that's now. pretty crazy. There you go. Um, but yeah, so Kim K took like a week and a half to say something about it. Yeah. Because she has a partnership with them. Mm -hmm. And in her, I read her statement, she was talking about, oh, I'm, I'm a mother and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, of course, like, it's amazing. I don't know why it took you <laughs> 10 days to, like, reach this conclusion. Uh, but that just shows, like, first of all, when money comes in, it's a problem. And because sex culture is already so weird, yeah, that this is kind of just slipped Swept under. under the rug. And people are okay with it, because why not? Mm. There's so many other things we're accepting these days, right. and we're going to get into it, but right. why not this? Why, why, why not this? What's really wrong with child pornography? You know, that's not, that's a rhetorical question, but yeah. Before anybody gets on you. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, that was one huge thing. I know I read her statement. She basically said that she's reevaluating her relationship with them. It took 10 days to just reevaluate it. Reevaluate it. <laughs> like, in the process, it wasn't, like, final. Like, she yeah. said, like, oh, I won't do their upcoming show that they asked me to be in. I won't model, model that line. Yeah. But she's, We'll do the next one. <laughs> yeah, literally. She's serious. Like, when it blows over or something, right? Like, she's yeah. seriously reevaluating it rather than being, like, this is evil disgusting garbage canceled mm. see they're actually funny enough even though 
you know, we talk about cancel culture sometimes and how it's, um, you know, anti-gospel, anti which it is when it yeah. comes to individuals. When it comes to things like that, I'm okay to cancel the entire corporation, get it out of here. Yeah. It's not like it was... Like, what are we waiting for? It's not like it was contributing anything good to begin with. So mm -hmm. it's just, you know, charging a, a stupid amount of money for crap anyway is not really the yeah. wave. Just because you got money doesn't mean you can dress. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's crazy. And then also, uh, for those who don't know, and I'm not going to put... I don't think I'll put those photos on the screen if i do i'll blur the hell out of them um they did an auction balenciaga's parent company did an auction that's last week and they auctioned off mannequins child mannequins life size i think they're life size where they replaced their mouths and other parts of their bodies with genitalia like, <laughs> this is so weird just like thinking about it but okay yeah um the uh weird what and uh, just thinking about it, I'm saying it's yeah. so weird. Yeah, I know. Like, it's, uh, it's, I don't know where the ideas are coming from. Who's putting up these ideas, so man? They, so they called, just so you also, they called the line F-Face, okay. by the way. Okay. Blurring that word, F-Face. That's, yeah. that's the line uh, that they use to call this collection. And then mm. in some of the, uh, in some of the, you know, the statues, they got clothes on, some of them they don't. Mm. All kids, though. And um, apparently, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy for those who know. Salma Hayek, she was in Grown Ups. She played... Frida. I'm sorry, we're coming for celebrities, eh? Yeah, yeah we're coming for celebrities. Feel bad, almost. To her really. husband, I guess, is somehow associated with that. That that he's either like a, the CEO or he's like one of the founders, founding members. He's a billionaire, right? So anyway, he's part of that thing. That's crazy. That's besides the point. Yep. It's interesting. I saw something. I want to get your thoughts on this. That said that fundamentally, like the issue why this is happening in the first place, like th like this child sexualization, child pornography thing is like crazy it's, yeah. it's satanic let's just call it what it is yeah. it's demonic yeah um the fact that like you said balenciaga comes out they say that they didn't know about it they said we they made a statement if you look on their instagram that they didn't know about it mm. that's also not an excuse like you said i don't know their how. statement sucked eh i i, I it was garbage it was terrible even celebrities were like <laughs> like what is this this is like some half-assed response to it right mm. so it was really weird but you yeah. can't make any justifications for it even if you tried but yeah like i think that um, people are saying that, yeah, this is all, these are like, when you diagnose something like these are the side effects, but the fundamental issue comes down to porn. Yes. The pornography. Yeah. That's what the root issue that it stems oh, out of. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. Um, yeah. So let's speak on that for a little bit. Let's talk about porn. Um, Oh, we said the word, eh? <laughs> well, we as Christians, we, we got to talk about it. Yep. Uh, such an important talk, uh, topic, such a broad talking point as well. And I just wanted to open up and, and just really quickly say regarding this whole ad thing that happened right this shows and remember i asked rhetorically like well what's really wrong with that you know if you don't hold this worldview this this biblical worldview that we alluded to in our opening episode yeah. of christianity you're you're what are you you're free to do anything mm. once once again you're a slave to sin so you're free to do anything that sin wants you to do and it's so obvious that it's a problem to us because we've been given spiritual eyes to see but to everybody else, and especially, you know, the lack of even talking about the topic um, amongst, you know, the secular space just shows that there's a problem here. There's a significant problem here. And as you're saying, pornography, what's really wrong with pornography? Mm. Um, lots to begin with. And let's just be honest and say it is sinful, not only to be engaging. If you're an adult star, it's a sinful lifestyle you have chosen for yourself. Um, for those who watch, it's a sinful, sinful act to be committing. And letting perversion enter your mind in this specific way. We've both spoken on this in the past with each other and also publicly. Um, you know, how we've wrestled with it yeah. and wrestled through it and yeah. brought out of it. Right. Praise God for it, obviously. 
um, but the impact that it has on the mind, not only towards viewing women a specific way, yeah. but clearly if we look at it, look at the way people are now viewing children. Um, so fundamental problem, sin issue, mm. always comes down to it, fallen mm -hmm. world, sin issue. I'm going to push that forward every time. We have to get comfortable talking about sin and its effects on the world. And we clearly see it here. Mm -hmm. So maybe you can just comment on that. Yeah, I think like it, we're in a very sexually charged culture where it's everywhere. You know what I mean? It's all over TV. It's all over the internet. It's all over. Go to Dundas Square, all the billboards. <laughs> Go to uh, the mall, yeah. every store. Every store, like music, um, advertisement. Well, now, yeah, like, literally, like we said right now, advertisement. Um, and I think that like when you open the door for, like we were saying, um, when you reject God's standard for how sex is supposed to look like yep. and what context it should look like, yep. it, like the thing is like, this is kind of the, the concept of like, oh, if I give somebody an inch, they take a mile. So it doesn't happen immediately. Like mm. first you have, you know, God's standard for sex, let's just be perfectly clear, is in a covenant in a marriage yep. between a man and a woman yep. only. Yep. So there is no sexual act that is permissible. Like, well, actually, the way that's categorized in scripture is that anything outside of marriage between a man and woman is considered sexual immorality. Yep. So that means that, you know, fornication or like lust, like Jesus says, when you're looking at somebody with lust or porn or, you know, whatever it may be, mm. um, homosexuality is, or, you know, uh, same sexual attraction as well. Yep. All those things are on that equal playing field of outside of marriage and outside of man and woman. So they're all wrong. Obviously, that includes pedophilia and bestiality as well but it's interesting if you think about it um and i had a conversation with somebody earlier this week about this fact that you know um there are some christians who have said like hey like you know when you speaking about the lgbt community that when sorry i'm just gathering my thoughts here that when you mm. kind of open the door for this yeah then it naturally over time that ends up opening the door for other things of course it's, it's essentially what you're saying is mm -hmm. it's kind of like when you think about i'm sure everyone's heard like gateway drugs mm -hmm. when you start with marijuana yes it ultimately leads to other drugs yeah that's what you're essentially saying absolutely and, and just to clarify because i know some people in the lgbt community got upset about this that doesn't mean that we're saying oh all gay people that have those tendencies as well that they can look at children that way no we're talking about the justifications behind it yes 100 yeah. because then if you look at it now and we've seen this recently um, there's this new term, it's called MAPS. So people are getting trying Like Dora? Like, what are we <laughs> <laughs> so people, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So people in the LGBT community, for example, um, I've seen are, are, are people who are, are um, you know, gender and sexual and um, sex sensitive are trying to get away from using the word pedophile because it's offensive. And the exact justification is that it's uh, a marginalized community and, we want, and, and we're trying to not use that word with them and said use MAPS, minor attracted persons. So the natural kind of progression, because you have to look at it and, you know, LGBT community keeps adding letters to the end of their mm. acronym, mm. right? Because it, it's about, a, and it's a continuous pattern. Inclusiveness. Inclusiveness, right? Yeah. So naturally, now we're already seeing that that is what's happening now with minor attracted persons is mm. trying to get this marginalized group and kind of look at them in that way. And then the next step, honestly, I'll just say it out right now, is bestiality after that. That's yeah. the natural progression yeah. of those things. You know yeah, I mean? and it's weird because... Someone who goes down that slippery slope mm. of this, I'm just going to refer to it as, you know, this gateway drug. I'm going to call this yeah. a drug. <laughs> Why yeah. not, right? Yeah. It's like rationality and logic will lead you there mm. to bestiality at some point. And what then? 
Like, are we just going to accept that? Is that going to be normalized? It's, it's just a very, very weird time we're living in. Not really, though. And that's what I wanted to, you know, come to our next point and say, not really, though. Because I think when a lot of, whether it be Christians or unbelievers as well, they look at this culture and they say, this is new. Right. This whole movement, it's new. You know, we, for the past, we've never had this and we've always been like this. And we want to be inclusive now and, and, and get this whole movement, you know, where it should be today. Right. Is it really new? Maybe you can speak on that. Is it really new? Like, like, maybe, let's look at, maybe you can speak on that, bro. <laughs> no, I, you were. He was the reason why I'm going to push him to speak. It he was speaking really well on it before we started recording. So maybe talking about you know times of old. If we and let's talk about biblical times as well. Yeah. Um, you know, were there were there sexual problems and and sexual was there sexual perversion going on in the Old Testament in the New Testament? Do we see that at all? Yeah. Um, in the ministry of not only Jesus but the apostles. Uh, is any of this going on yeah. or is all this kind of stuff brand new? Yeah, I mean, like Old Testament times, ancient Near Eastern cultures like, you know, Babylonians and Assyrians and Canaanites and all these guys in this region around Israel, all of them were in sexual debauchery. I mean, you get to see that in different times in the Bible. Um, Israelites also started copying the practice of other nations and we get to see that, like whether it's obviously, yeah, men sleeping with men and women sleeping with women. Um, you get to see bestiality. Uh, you get to see, you know, they had temple prostitutes, both, you know, same sex and, um, you know, opposite, obviously, sex as well, and, and engaging relationships in that way as well. And then you had all kinds of other things with, um, you know, fam family stuff or all kinds of crazy stuff. And then when you get in the New Testament, you also have that same issue, um, different now in, in Rome and Greece. Um, having a male lover was something of value. It's something that the Roman emperor, a lot of Roman emperors, including Nero, for those who know his crazy story, he got a male, a boy who looked just like his ex-wife who had been killed. Mm. And then he made, he castrated him. So essentially what we're saying is... Yeah, and it's, we're, it's not new. This is, this is there. It's there. It's not, yeah, you can look at the writings. It, so, for someone, it's, so for someone to maybe look at the Bible and be like, hey man, <laughs> those are very, very different times. Um, like, of course, the culture then didn't promote any of this. So why would they accept it? Mm. But let's progress towards something new and look at today's culture you know, if the Bible was written about today, then of course Christ would include it. Of course, marriage would include, uh, you know, male and male, female and female. Right. Or maybe even open marriage. Mm. Why can't I have multiple partners and all this kind of stuff? Right. Very, very different time. Right. But essentially, what we're saying is, um, we believe, first of all, that God's inspired word, mm. breathed out by the Holy Spirit, is alive and active today. Uh, the same way it judges back then is the same way it judges today. Mm -hmm. The same standard it has set back then is upheld today. Nothing changes. Mm -hmm. I don't progress out of God's word, which is alive and active today. Mm -hmm. That's what we're saying. And that's what we constantly promote, biblical worldview. Why is it so important? If you don't have a standard, what do we measure any of these sins against? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I want to ask you something, actually, because I think we're at a place now where even, like, I think Balenciaga, the Balenciaga thing has really woken me up to, like, man, and we've had this conversation before in regards to porn yeah, and the insane influence it has on the culture around us, yeah. what it does to your brain, yeah. um, how it's not really, it's not healthy for men or women who are in it, who are in the industry, who are just consuming the content. Nobody wins in this situation. Yeah. It's just a dopamine thing and that whole, that whole scientific thing as well. But, um, 
this is gonna be kind of it might sound funny but this is actually i think a good topic to talk about and yeah. this is a movie we've enjoyed in the past <laughs> a what this what a movie we've enjoyed in the past oh uh this culture the, the point i'm gonna tie here is that this culture now i think it's it is crazy like it's off the wall yeah the kind of stuff that we hear these days mm. blincy the blinciaga thing just being one of those many things yeah wolf of wall street oh, man <laughs> <laughs> first of all i love leo you know he's one of my favorite, I do too. Yeah. One of my favorite actors yeah um I used to really, I used to like that movie a lot. Mm. Um, you know, I used to be big in a business and sales and yep. any sales guy would <laughs> then I watch that movie and go crazy for it. Yep. Uh, looking at it with spiritual eyes, it's, it's almost, not almost, it's so disturbing as to how that's put on the screen for the masses to view. And so that's the first thing. Number two, how when the masses view it, mm. It's kind of like you're comfortable with it. Yeah. So that's a weird thing for me. Well, um, they praise it. They want the lifestyle. Right. It's kind of like, oh my gosh, Jordan Belfort did all these things. Yes. It's like something you're looking at and you're, you're kind of like looking up to it. You're looking up to him. You're looking up to the lifestyle. Yeah. If I'm in sales, I want to be like the this. The money and the women and it's, the, the it's, debauchery it's and the drugs. Upside and down. Alcohol and everything. Right. Um, so Wolf of Wall Street, obviously a massive example. But just talking on a broader scale mm. of movies and music, mm. um, you know, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure, I hope I'm right about this, but a movie came out, it was called Don't Worry Darling, mm. and Florence Pugh was in it. Um, great actress. It was, it was a decent, okay, it was, on, it was an all right movie, weird. <laughs> but what she came out and said, and a lot of the promotion for the film, so all the trailers, go watch any of the trailers that were put out. Majority of it was her and Harry Styles engaging in, in sexual acts, and that was in all the trailers. That was like the key theme. And I'm pretty sure I read a report where she was very upset about the promotion of the film. She's like, okay, the film has a story apart from all the sexual things that are going on. Why are you sexualizing Putting me? Putting me at the front end. You're sexualizing yeah. me. And every girl loves Harry Styles uh, for whatever reason. So they <laughs> and, can insert themselves into that thing. Right. Yeah. So why are you promoting that? That's another great example. Right. Um, I went to the movies recently. I was watching um, Knives Out Part mm -hmm. 2. And one of the trailers, I think it was called Spoiler Alert, it was about a, a gay couple. Uh, but the whole movie, funny enough, the trailer was called Spoiler Alert. The movie's called Spoiler Alert. The whole trailer actually spoiled the whole movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no point of even watching it, Spoiler Alert. But the whole movie, it was showing them engaging all the... Like, I've never seen it in a trailer like this. Every movie we see, you're throwing in something. There has to be at least one... Uh, Disney, a, Disney stuff as well. Yeah, throwing there has in. to be... And, and, like, animated things. So yeah. children... At a young age, even in Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, there's a slight little hint at it. So children, their minds aren't even formed. Um, first of all, let's say you're not even a Christian. You're not guarding your heart or your mind. You are being infiltrated and destroyed by sinful, sinful things. And you have nothing to defend yourself against. Yeah. Praise God for Christians for guarding their children, parents guarding their children. I don't mean to rant here, but I'm just on a, yeah, on a yeah. wave right now. 100%. Go for it. Parents guarding their children, instructing them to put on the whole armor of God, uh, breastplate of righteousness, guard your heart, helmet of salvation, guard your mind. Yeah. We're freed from these things. It's so important and so worrisome for me. Um, it's one thing for me, you know what, we, we love Top Gun this, this year. Yeah. Why? And it, a lot of Christian brothers and sisters that I, that I follow, they love the two. Why? Because even that scene when he goes in, uh, and, and he's, you know, with the woman, it cuts to the next morning and you don't see anything. What, answer me this, bro. We can put one plus one equals two. We can put that together. Why can't every movie just do that? I don't know. Why do you have to show it? Yeah. 
Ask yourself the question. It doesn't add anything to the story or the movie. Right, right? it doesn't. Yeah. So why did the directors have to put that in? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they're enjoying it behind the camera. I'm being dead serious, <laughs> yeah. okay? Because that is pornography, by the way. Well, some people did, like Harvey Weinstein. That was his thing. He wanted the actress to do that so he could get off to it, right? There you go. And, and it's so worrisome. Then music, another one. Right. And maybe you can take us away with what we see in music culture in terms of promoting these... It's like music pornography almost, right? Maybe talk about that a little bit. Yeah, like... It's true that men have been sexualizing, like especially well, obviously when we're saying music, we're talk, talking about rap primarily. Mm. Men have been sexualizing women that way in their videos and just in the lyrics forever since rap started. Um, and that has always been bad and has always obviously affected the way that men think, including myself before I came to faith. That's also why I reason why I really stay away from secular rap now um, because it, when I start hearing those things about women, it starts getting me back into the mindset mm. and that's not good and I don't want to do that. Because, mm. you know, music is... Is not like it's, it naturally enters your heart. You don't give it permission uh, when you're like when you're listening to it, listening to it, listening on repeat. It just naturally kind of gets into you, and you start kind of like you know feeling it in yep. that way, right? So yep. even if you're not even like hearing the lyrics, mm. it's still like a seed that's being planted, right? Absolutely, yeah. And so I think that, but then that, so that's always been an issue, and that's always influenced men mm. primarily, and then obviously affected the way that they then things they value, hookup culture, the way they way they treat women, chase after them, you know, negatively treat them treat them as lesser, all those different things. Mm. You know, that's how men end up, you know, um, being dogs too then, right? Because of that, because that's the primary influence that you should have bare women and just be, all that stuff anyway. But now, interestingly enough, and we've had this conversation, Nikki definitely started that, Mm. right? But now you have on the women's side, Mm. which we didn't really have before like that in terms of rappers, women hypersexualizing themselves in the rap culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you got man. Nikki, you got Meg Thee Stallion, you Cardi got B. Cardi B. Um, now you have, who else do you have? Um, you got Bear, there's so many. Yeah, I don't keep in too much. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not in the loop with, with that. <laughs> well, too that's much. top three. Yeah, yeah. Bia. Yeah. You got Bia, she does mm-hmm, that too. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Bia, you got, there's a few other girls, Lotto. Um, just, there's a lot. I mean, biggest ones though is your is your Meg, your Cardi B, and your Nikki. Yep. The trifecta. The trifecta <laughs> of women who sexualize themselves in music. And I think the idea is like, yeah, like Coyle Ray. I've got so many girls who do that. And I think that, I mean, their mentality also, which is also pervasive in culture with, you know, a lot of women, is that, you know, it's kind of like taking back the power. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. She's not a rapper, but like Amber Rose is in the same kind of thing too, mm-hmm. like, because she's in and around the rap culture. Like kind of taking back the power for yourself. Like, okay, well, you know, men have always called us call the B word. So now we're going to take that pa- that back from ourselves. Yeah. You know, just be honest. Like, Why don't you just don't use it? Men have always called it, like, men, men always call women sluts who sleep with lots of people. Or let's take the power back from ourselves. Uh, power, you know, yeah. power back, kind of, you know, talk, uh, do it with ourselves and kind of empowering ourselves through that. And, uh, I, you know, I can not wear anything and it can just be for me not for other people and mm. I should be able to do that and Noja should be sexual. Doja Cat, how did I forget Doja no, Cat? That's no, crazy, yeah. bro, oh my gosh. <laughs> how did I forget about Doja Cat? Anyway, um, yeah, like that mentality, right? Like, so they're like, they will do that to themselves in other videos and mm. other music and the lyrics, like, like too crazy amount. And I think that has also really affected, like you got Hot Girl Summer, you know, that's really affected with women. Think and act and what they value as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So now it's not just men putting it on them and then them doing that. Now it's them also doing it themselves. Yeah. Um, so sorry, that was kind of a rant, but no, no, it's that's, good. That's a huge influence too. And okay. the whole the whole point we're trying to drive across, and, and we mentioned it a couple of times, standard, mm. standard, standard, standard. Um, God's word. What does God say about these things? We I think we've established it's sinful and it's wrong. Mm. Um, and we we talked briefly. Maybe we can go a little deeper into this topic of the beauty of marriage. Mm. Um, the beauty of that covenant because it really is a covenant and unfortunately man i sigh so much during this because i'm just like it's like size of disappointment yeah, i'm yeah, like it's yeah. hitting me light bulb moments that it's, it's really sad that the word covenant has lost its power in today's culture mm. um, when you look in in the old testament context of what covenant meant when god formed his covenant with israel and for christians who hopefully read their word <laughs> you see the significance of what that covenant meant. More so to God, also to God, if that's even a word. Yep. All about God. He took the covenant seriously. Israel kept departing. But the fact that God never left that covenant. And then obviously, New Testament context, Christ and His covenant uh, with the church. Um, and we see that there's this sanctity in marriage. Just as Christ is the uh, the groom and, and the church is the bride, there's this sanctity. There's this sanctity. So in marriage, there's supposed to be this covenant, the sanctity. It's something that's kept just for the confines of marriage. But as soon as you depart from God's word and you depart for, from his intention, right? and understanding that God's intention, if we really believe that God is always good, right? then we believe that his intentions must be good also. Mm-hmm. It's a natural conclusion. Mm-hmm. If we believe that his intention for marriage, his intention for sex, these are good things. That have been made bad right and really just perverted and it's really 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 sad to see um, because when you operate i think you and i both know this when you operate in god's will when you operate within what god wants for you in his law and what he set aside for his believers this true freedom in that and we talk about this a lot as soon as you depart from that i don't know what to say it's it's, it's a crap show that's a, let me say that you know what i'm thinking in my head it, it really is you know yeah and it, it's really Sitting sad fan, to see all of it outside looking in. Right. And, you know, I, I guarantee, man, you know, if someone pulls up this, this podcast episode, they're going to find us judgmental. Uh, they're going to find us this. They're going to find us perhaps homophobic. They're going to find us all these kind of things. And I want to just encourage believers because I was encouraged by someone recently um, with something I saw and watched that as a believer, mm-hmm. it's not wrong to feel uncomfortable with these things. Right. Um, so, you know, I get it. I think I would probably get accused a lot of being homophobic to be very transparent and honest. I can assure you, mm. and Seth, as my brother knows, I'm not homophobic. Um, I love every single person. I'm called to love every single person. And hence I do. But my ultimate standard is what God has said is right and what is wrong. And for me to deny his truth is to deny him as he is truth. So I, I no longer feel bad for standing for Christ's truth. Of course, it comes down to how do we communicate this as Christians? Right. And how do we handle these topics? Because we've been, Christians have been so hurtful as well. Guaranteed, I acknowledge it. But I also want to up, start upholding God's holiness and, and His, just, His, how sad a party is, I want to uphold that and not be afraid to really speak on that and, and hold that for myself in my heart as well. Right. You know? That makes sense. No, yeah, and I think like it's also good to dive into some specifics here as well. If you want to talk a little bit about um, why uh, or what are the benefits that, like God, in terms of God's heart and intention for why he wants 
sex to look a particular way inside of marriage in between a man and a woman. You were in a relationship for five years. Yeah. Why why wait? Marriage coming soon, don't worry. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a movie, yeah. Like Raya, marriage, Raya, coming. marriage coming soon. Yeah. Relax. I got Relax, you. I got okay? you. Yeah, yeah, facts. You're coming up in five years, so yeah. um, you know, obviously like we can we can say it's God's standard, and it is. Yeah. But what is the benefit? Like, what's God's intention in terms of the like, yes? This is the best way to do do this between a man and a woman in marriage, not outside of it, and and why? Yeah. I mean? uh, first and foremost, I know I know many Christians disagree with with my reasoning behind what I'm about to say, um, and that's fine. We can openly disagree. I don't mind disagreeing with you, but I believe that you know, first of all, male and female coming together, um, sex is more. Uh, sex is, is very intimate between, you know, the partners um, in the, within the confines of marriage. It grows their intimacy as a couple, their knowledge of each other. Yeah. It's a, that one, focus on that. It grows their knowledge of each other. Um, but also understanding that, you know, God wants us to be free, uh, fruitful and multiply. I see that as, as massive. Um, a lot of Christians hate that argument because they're like, oh, what if a woman uh, is unable to have a child? Of course, that's a rare case, and I'm not talking about that, but I'm saying for a man and woman who can, um, God wants us to have children. I think it's an absolute blessing. I think it's been downplayed. Um, I think, you know, when we look back in Genesis, that's one of the first commands He gives to Adam and Eve, um, to be fruitful and multiply. Um, so how seriously are we taking it? And also, just understanding the value of having one person. And what do I mean by that? When I look at, God. I have, there's, there's one God. His name is Yahweh. Three persons, Father, Son, and Spirit. But if we're in relationship and covenant with one God, right? We're not going all over the place and seeking to get fulfillment and all these other things. It's the fact that when you look at your relationship with God for both of us, we want to be content and satisfied with, with that. Yeah. We want to find all fulfillment in Him. Yeah. So just as that is mirrored, yeah. right? The church in Christ, that is mirrored there. We find all fulfillment in that. So as with your partner, it's not that you're finding your fulfillment in her or in him, but that Christ has blessed you with this opportunity to have true knowledge of another individual, to come together. Paul says it's a mystery to come together as one flesh, flesh yeah. you know, and really digging and diving into that topic of what does it mean when a man and woman come together and become one flesh? Right. And it is only a man and woman who can come together and become one flesh. Yeah, I think it, it's significant to explain why, because, you know, the way that God outlines it, it makes sense that a man and a man and a woman and a woman cannot come together to make one flesh. Yep. Um, it's interesting. Uh, when people think that, when people read that, like in Genesis and also in the New Testament, when it's being quoted that the man and woman will come together and become one flesh, they think it's primarily talking about a sexual relationship. Mm -hmm. And it is, mm -hmm. obviously. But it's actually primarily talking about a, a union. Yes. A spiritual union and relationship. Um and actually in Hebrew too, the word is echad, which means one. Mm. And that word in its context, whenever it's being used, and also just its meaning, it, it, it means a coming together of multiple things to form one greater thing. Um, and the same thing is there is that the two things that have to be different from each other, to have a coming together to make something greater than just one or the other thing by itself. Yeah. So when you and Mariah, you know, come together in a relationship, in a union, you bring different strengths and different weaknesses, and whatever God's depositing you, you know, different because you're different genders, men and women, mm. um, and you bring together then a fullness of something in a relationship greater right. than you could just by yourself. Right. And so that's also greater reflecting the image of God, actually. Because yeah. if you think about it, 
there's, you know, lots of verses about God being, well, God's revealed himself as a father in his word and lots of verses about how that fatherly love comes out. Um, and there's also verses that kind of also demonstrate like that kind of tenderness and kind of covering you get from a, 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 a mom, mm -hmm. or like, you know, a, a woman, mm -hmm. when God says that, you know, I covered Israel like, you know, like the, like in a womb or like, I, like with my, my feathers, I've kind of mm -hmm. covered them that way. And so you get to see that God has deposited his characteristics yes. in men and women yeah. uniquely. Uniquely. A very, very important point. I was, I was about to, I was waiting to like just Go jump ahead. on yeah, that, yeah. which is perfect. Yeah. And, and understanding that if we understand God's word or we seek to understand God's word, right, is that God has created man a specific way. Mm. I'm a big believer in this. And God has created woman a specific way. Um, no one is superior. No one is inferior. Um, but when they come together as one flesh, and as they're talking about the spiritual union, I like the way you describe that. There's this thing where they complement each other, mm -hmm. right? And understanding that what you said, he uniquely gifts his characteristics, yeah. specific ones to men and specific ones to women. Yeah. What's why? Why then when they come together, are they complementing each other so well? Because that's flesh. his intention. That's how that's his creative design. Yeah. God is all about order, man. You know, God is so so wise in mm -hmm. what He does, and there's purpose in everything He's done, especially with creation. Yeah. Um, so when I look at biblical creation, we look at Genesis. There is a purpose in it, and the whole thing is Adam and Eve, right? The fall, of course, everyone wants to make it different and 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 start to pervert His word and, and what God intended, but that's just a result of the fall, and that's why this whole journey of redemption is about being conformed to the image of Christ back into what God's original intention yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, actually, it's, it's about being chasing after what it means to be made in the image of God. Right. And how, and like you're saying, the marriage actually reflects that in a way that is very unique yeah. um, between a man and a woman. Because like we said, because you are two people who are different fundamentally with different strengths and weaknesses and characteristics that God has put in himself, yeah. that some that you don't possess, some that Mariah possesses, mm -hmm. Um, and vice versa. Yeah. And when you come together, you actually fully, you f in a more fuller sense, yes, yeah. reflect the image of God yeah. than you do just by yourself because mm -hmm. you're lacking some of those things. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, you can actually track what some of those two are as well. Like I th I've heard it said, you can confirm this better than I can because you've been in almost a five-year relationship that for... I don't believe that. Just because he hasn't been in a relationship uh, doesn't mean he can't talk. Like, for all my philosophy guys out there. <laughs> you, you, you see, usually mature men will say that, you know... Um, in terms of what, what they expect from their woman, mm. that she should be his hiding place. Mm. She should be, he should be able to retreat to her and confide in her those things he doesn't confide in anybody else and know that she covers him in that way. Yeah. Um, and women will say that, well, he should be my, usually, like, with their husband, even women in the world who are not Christian, say that, well, my husband is my rock. Yeah. I can lean and depend on him. Mm -hmm. What's interesting, if you look at the psalm, is that David says both those things about God, mm. that he is my hiding place and he's right. my rock. Yep. So God, like I'm saying, puts two different things then in men and women. They're not, it's not the same. Mm -hmm. So that when they come together, they it's can one. counterbalance each other. They're one. So you can't have that with the same-sex relationship. Because if we're thinking about it in terms of coming together, puzzle pieces, we'll have, have two of the same piece. He said can't, by the way, okay? I just want to make sure, yes. Double N-O-T. <laughs> yes. If you have two of the same pieces, they can't come together to make a fullness of something greater than themselves because they're the same. They bring the same things to the table. Right. 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 
so it, that's like you said, you don't have the complementarian aspect there, the complementary aspect yeah. um, there if you have the same attributes. Yeah. Um, it's, a re- it's a real appreciation yeah, for... For God's creative order. Yeah, it's, it's a real appreciation that I've, I've come to love. <laughs> I love it. You know, when I look at um, strong men in the Bible, mm. there's, a, there's obviously a ton, and Jesus being the pinnacle, of course, right? Fulfilling all those things. But we have a lot of strong women as well. And just seeing the way... They complement each other. Um, so Mariah, you know, she shared this word. My, my girlfriend shared a word recently. And Abigail, she's one of my favorite characters in the Bible. Uh, for the whole, I'm, I'm dead serious. Yeah, I for agree. The, for the, she's really good. Yeah. For the whole thing that, you know, she also provides counsel to David. She was bold. And, and keeps him yeah. from sin. Yeah. It's just like, look at the way God created that, that this woman, would, because, you know, David and the woman, he takes her as his wife after and all this kind of stuff. How they are able to just... I don't even know. It's just this flow. There's this unity in it, and it's really, really brilliant to see. Well, what do, what do people usually say that men want? Like men want a woman who can hold them down. Yeah. Women often talk about each other. They talk to each other about how they, they should be holding their man down. Mm-hmm. You really have it with Abigail right? yeah. <laughs> and David. Yeah, it's, right? it's really amazing to see, man. Um, any yeah. other thoughts you have? No, I wanted to ask you too. Like, I mean, there's that, and there's also like because I think that it's that part is so important. I know. It's not just that God is saying this because He's mean and doesn't want people to love people. Yeah. But it's important to know the common phrase today yeah. is love is love. I don't even know what that means. You tell me what it actually means. I'm sorry. Says. I'm sorry. I got to work on how I communicate those things. <laughs> I really don't know what that means. There you go. Okay? You tell me what it, what it actually says in the Word. What does it say? It says that God is love. So what is the difference between those two phrases? Yeah. First of all, they say, you know, it's, it's love is love is a common one thrown out. Or love is God uh, is another one. God is love. Love is not God. It's huge. What's the dis- difference? Yeah, huge distinction that we're going to get into now. Um, so understanding that, you know, what, what is divine love? I think that's what it comes down to. So people think that human love should dictate to God what it is. This whole thing, I love saying this. This way to that way. Yeah, I, yeah, I, love, I love saying this. Man loves bringing God down. Mm. It's a simple thing. They always want to do it, right? Um, so inclusiveness, for example. We want to include everyone. We don't want to offend anyone. We don't want anyone to feel left out. Um, what love is, when we make love our God, if love is God, then love's your idol. Okay? Because God is love, not the other way around. Mm. So if you want to make love your idol, you essentially, first of all, you've already abandoned Christ. If, if God is love, you've already abandoned Him. You're making it whatever you want it to be. You're upholding it in this sinful way. So it's corrupted already. Um, when I look at God is love, I say, okay, if God is love, God gets to define what love is. Yes. That's what it is. That's what it is. Right? Not the other way around. That means me, you have to know who God is in order to understand yeah, what love is. Me as a finite human being, brother, I'm not defining anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm here for a time. I'm gone tomorrow. Really. Like, I don't know when I'm going to die. So I'm just saying, God, the eternal being, right, who, as it says in Isaiah, inhabits eternity. He is the one who defines all these things. Mm. Where does he define it? In his word. In his word. Go read, man. Read a book for once. If you're going to read a book, read his word. Yeah, facts. You know? So God gets to define what love is. That's a clear distinction. Yeah. Um, and for Christians, it's upholding the holiness and beauty of his love, not surrendering it because culture wants to do something that's counterproductive. Yeah, that's, that's actually fa- that's, that's a that's factual. That's a, that's, that's a bar. bar. I'm sorry. Clipping that, tweeting it out right now. Um, that's fire. And I think that, yeah, that, that is, like you said, just to reiterate that point, is that that means you have to know who God is in order to understand what love is. Yeah, you, you can't, naturally follows. Yeah, you can't understand. You can't understand love if you don't know who God is. Simple. I'm yeah, sorry. Absolutely. No one in the world. I guarantee you this. If you do not know God, 
truly, uh, you do not know love at Absolutely. all. Absolutely, and I mean, and you, you can, I mean, we can see the clear fruit of that because then obviously a lot of people are not down with that, with that reality that because God is the one who has made everything, the one, He's the one who is good, He's the one who has loved us first, as Scripture says, that He defines what good, godly, righteous. Go, go, love read, is. go read on your own time, First Corinthians thirteen, if you want to know what love is. Okay, <laughs> or ask his brother. My brother is, <laughs> loves that chapter. Yeah. yeah. Um, or yeah. Or but I think that when you reject God's standard, which a lot of people have, yeah, this is what you get. Yep. Under society. Yep. You get women, re- like it's so sad, selling themselves out in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, by rather than rege- being like, no, like I'm not comfortable to be sexualized in this manner because I have I care about my body and dignity which is what god desires that people would care about themselves in this way rather they flip it on its head and be like no actually let me just do this full blown because that way i can take it back somehow yeah men have been doing what they've always been doing yeah you have porn yep you know infiltrated in every single facet whether there's music and you DVD see that trickling down now into massive companies who are accepting it a lot because now now it has a place in art yeah right porn has a place in art now yeah that's just even hard for me to wrap my mind it's, around it, it, like it's, I, I guarantee yeah. people will probably be like Dude, pornography—that's an art, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's what that well, like. That's what the soon the, people are going to be majoring in that, eh? Oh uh, yeah, facts. <laughs> uh, no, I don't want to see that at uh, freaking uh, UFT or something, bro. I swear. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see that at UFT. No, but even yeah. like on that point, like, let me just to ask you about this too. Um, and start trailing off here. <laughs> There's so many like practical reasons because we talked about why it has to be men and women mm-hmm. because God has made it this way. For, the, for them to complement each other and you can't have that because it's not just about sex it's about the, the actual union and the relationship that god wills and desires sex is just a benefit of that right but you can't have that other thing the, the proper union and relationship without it being a man and a woman because they bring different things to the table and that is a fullest better good and god is not willing to settle for things that are lesser good that's what's sin right mm, yep but also in terms of marriage i mean there's only practical reasons we can speak on that why God wills that it would be in the security of marriage, like why the vows and all that, those things are important when you're stepping into a life where then you can have children, all that stuff. Like why, why does it have to be that way? Uh, maybe you can start us off with some of your thoughts. I'm going to have to think about it a little bit before I answer. Well, I think like one huge thing is like, it is for the kids themselves because mm-hmm. when you are getting married, then Tim Mariah, you guys make a commitment to stay together. And that it's not just, that's for your, each other's sake, for, for God's sake, for your sake, and also for the kids' sake. Cause you know, even like scientifically, and I think that's really big, and lots of people are really pushing that too. Two-parent households, men and women, where both a mom and a dad have a healthy relationship. The kid gets to see that as opposed to seeing an abusive one, mm. or as opposed to just having a single one, like a single parent, that has a huge impact on where the kid ends up, how they grow up, how they adjust emotionally, socially, all these different things. It's literally having a single-parent household is literally, scientifically, a lesser upbringing for this kid. Mm. Um, and if and also again a lot of study on why men and women why it's important to have a mom and a dad mm. as an actual biological woman and a biological man because again they've been giving things to the table mm. right and obviously we can testify to that too that our moms and their dads bring different things to the table and our of course, relationship my with mom them. brings the better the best food to the table you know? <laughs> my dad uh, I can't deny that that's yeah. that's actually facts yeah yeah <laughs> um, but I mean I guess I mean like things like practical things you know you have and if you're making, I, I don't think you know what it is it's yeah. funny you say all this because I don't think people mm-hmm about those implications right um and even if they do it's, it's the same story man mm-hmm. same story different day they're just gonna reject it um yeah and, and it's very it's really sad to see because i don't know when and i praise god for really being born again and given spiritual lives because you can see so much value right in it 
And the whole thing is, in this culture today, mm. all we want is happiness, man. Mm. Um, so in our sex life, we want 15 different partners because you want to experience something new every single day. Right. We want happiness. Uh, we don't, we, if, let's say, you know, you want to entertain uh, a gay marriage. Though, this, though it goes against, you know, how it should be. I want to be happy. It all comes down to individual happiness. happiness. Which is fleeting and limited. Right. And the whole thing is, and we come back to this again and again and again, you know, the world is going to promote happiness in the most sinful ways. God is going to provide joy in the greatest ways. Right. And which one do we want to settle for? Which one do we want to be, you know, clinging towards? Mm. And, you know, I said, it, I said it in this episode already. I'll just, you know, probably close off my, with what I have to say about this marriage thing. It's, it's really witnessing, you know, when it says husbands love your wives as Christ has loved the church. Wives. And gave up his life for her. Yeah. Wives. <laughs> wives. <laughs> yeah, that's the part out, eh? <laughs> I, I know what he's talking about there. But uh, wives, submit your husbands, you know, just to the church, submit to Christ and all this yeah. kind of stuff. It just mimics God's creative order. Mm. So when we, you know, as men, who do we look to? We, and, and women, obviously, as well. We all look to Christ. We all want to be conformed to the image of the Son. That's our ultimate goal. In a marriage, there's a standard as well. And it's all about keeping that at the front and center of our focus and, and not mimicking is like a pretty soft word. I don't like that, but maybe witnessing to what Christ is doing with the church in the exact same way in your marriage, setting an example for your children Modeling and your children's children yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And then being the light, being sojourners in this world, the whole podcast theme, when I get married, I'm going to be so proud and so happy that God has given me a beautiful woman to get married to, to step into a world that at a certain point, the way it's headed is going to probably look down upon heterosexual marriage. Right. Um, and I'm going to be so proud to holding to God's truth and witnessing that marriage is supposed to be a specific way. You know? Wow. Yeah. Motivating, eh? <laughs> Banger. Yeah. Fire and bars. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm good if you're good. I'm good. I'm great. I'm fantastic. Awesome. Amazing. Good. <laughs> uh, yeah. So episode three, I think this was a solid one. If you're down, let's put it on the record right now. The next episode, Kanye West. Kanye West. Is Kanye West really a Christian? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's so yeah. much going on. Are you down to do that? I'm down. The next one? There's a lot on, going on. On the record, we got him. On the record, episode four, two weeks from now, there's a lot going on there. I'm sure, you know what's crazy? There's going to be so much more in two weeks. I know. I'm so excited. We have so much content we can use. Half, uh, yeah. I don't know what the hell is going to happen in the next two weeks with him. Honestly, yeah, anything can happen. Do me a favor, man. Make it easy on us. Stay off of all your social media so right now. So we can just cover what's already happened. Yes. And I don't I have don't, to catch up. And yes, then, yeah. please. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> Alright, I guess we'll catch you in two weeks then. Awesome, thank you. Look at me, I'm friends with Kendrick, I'm not a lame. Look, truthfully, they'll never let us get in. The major misconception is that we supposed to fit in. And we got indie tribe, we got holy smoke, trust the holy ghost.